What is the most disturbing thing to know? I looked after terminally ill people who had chosen to die at home after being discharged from hospital. After a while, you learn some signs that people are deteriorating. You start to learn how long people generally have left. I always went with honesty. I felt it was my job to support the parents' families as well as the patients, so if they asked how long I thought they had left, I would answer honestly based on my previous experiences. The wife of one of my patients told me that their children were visiting the following weekend to say their goodbyes. I chose to recommend that they visit the following day. I regret saying it because she was devastated. She took my advice and her husband passed away peacefully 48 hours later, after seeing his kids. I'm glad I did it, but upsetting that lady was absolutely gut-wrenching. Some people don't want to know. That was the worst in those cases. You had to not say anything. Sometimes they say, see you tomorrow, and I had to reply, yes, have a good night, knowing full well that they were going to pass in the night. What is the sign of a cry for help that isn't obvious to the average person? Sleeping. People sleep more when they're avoiding a person slash issue, when they are depressed, and when they are physically sick. In the case of someone who is high energy and suddenly they have none is a big heads up too. Suddenly drastic improvement in mood of a depressed person. It could be a sign they have a plan to commit suicide and feel better because they know it's going to end soon. When they start cutting off contact. That outgoing happy person suddenly just isn't up to it or maybe some other time. Then something is wrong. Also, if they stopped caring about their physical appearance. Secondhand suicide, when they joke about being killed in an accident. That is usually because they feel there are people in their life who need them and they don't want to commit suicide themselves. When someone is constantly busy so they don't give themselves time to think. Also, when someone gives up on a lot of basic things like cleaning or doing washing up because they can't think about anything except what's bothering them. Or what's the nastiest thing you've ever done? I wasn't feeling so well so I took a nap. I woke up feeling even worse so I tried going downstairs to tell my wife. I was in my boxers and t-shirt. At the top of the stairs, I puked so hard I fainted, then had explosive diarrhea. I woke up halfway down the carpeted stairs, slowly sliding down it on a water slide of my own crap and vomit. When I was a kid, I went out with my friend and his father's family. We ate Chinese, and after, my stomach was hurting. I was the first one outside, so I tried to fart and sharted instead. I was about to run to the back of the building and wipe and throw boxers away. It was nighttime, but they came outside already. I didn't know what to do, so I got back in the truck. It just happened to be the kind where you open the front to get the back door open. I rode all the way home, 30 minutes, with crappy pants. They didn't say anything, but drove with all windows down. To make it worse, when I got home, I had to climb over someone to get out because I was in the middle seat, so my butt went right by the daughter's face. What's the best mistake you've ever made? I asked the wrong woman on a date. I have a problem remembering names and faces. There was a girl at school I'd been chatting with during lunch breaks. Vicky. There was another that I had met and spoken to exactly once during an outdoor cookout at the school. Marie. I had an occasion where I was performing. The event included a dinner and dancing, and I could bring a date. I planned to ask Vicky as I had spent more time with her and felt I knew her better. I'm rushing between classes and I am stopped by a girl who says, Hi, Vicky. I surprise her by asking her to accompany me to my event. She says yes and I get out my notepad to write down her number. Prehistoric days before cell phones and write the name Vicky. She says, that's not my name. I apologize for my memory glitch and ask her what her name is, Marie. Then it dawned on me. I had just asked out the wrong girl, but she had said yes and I was a gentleman so I would not back out. We went on the date. We both fell in love that night. We were engaged three weeks later. That was 38 years and one son ago. We are still together and yes, she knows the story. Have you ever woken up one morning and said, I'm done and then walked away from your life? My husband and I had been married a year when on a trip ran into an old boyfriend of mine. My husband accused me of planning this chance meeting and when we got back to the place we were staying at, threw me on the couch and almost threw a plate glass window. 
He left the house and I packed my bag, took a taxi to the airport, and, not even knowing how much money was in my account, bought a ticket to another state where I had friends and family. I called the pastor who married us to say I was safe but not going to be abused. Ever. I had been in an emotionally abusive relationship previously and decided none of that. My husband entered therapy and after a few months I had a dream in which we were together building houses happily. So I went into therapy and eventually we met again and entered into a program together. That was 13 years ago. We are together and have built three houses and have a very lovely non-abusive life. My leaving was setting a boundary that had to be done. Prayer and tough love saved my marriage and life. Have you ever missed a stranger? Yes. For about two years, the same cashier at the grocery store near my house always smiled at me and asked about my day. She was college-aged and always seemed to be in a bad mood for everyone except me. It was weird, but I liked it. Even my teenager noticed when I pointed it out. We were waiting in the long line to check out, and the cashier in question didn't smile or talk to anyone else. Then, when I got to the front of the line, she lit up like a Christmas tree. She was smiling, asking me about my day and where my other kids were. I usually had them with me when I was there. She was in school to be a teacher, and she knew I was a teacher, because she asked me what I did for a living. So, maybe that's why she was always happy to see me. Through our bi-weekly 30-second chats, I learned she still lived with her parents and was about a year away from graduation. Then she quit working there. I never saw her again. It took me a couple of trips without her there to realize she wasn't coming back, that I wasn't just coming on her days off by happenstance. It made me a little sad every time I shopped there for a few weeks. I hope she graduated and got a good teaching job like she wanted. As a landlord, have you ever had a tenant who stopped paying rent and would not leave? Before COVID, when a tenant did not pay rent on time and I heard from our property manager that he was not intending to pay, I would go visit them personally. They were usually apprehensive, but I would be sympathetic to them and talk about their money problems. Then I would bring up that I had heard they would not be able to pay rent and that might continue for quite a while. Then I would drop the bomb. I would say, well, I can offer you $500 in cash if you can be out by XXX, a day three days in the future, and I will refund your entire deposit. All I need is to come in right now and look at any damage. Suddenly, I became the nicest man alive. I could always enter the unit and there was never any further damage. On the appointed day at the agreed time, I would show up with my maintenance guy, a giant ex-marine, and a receipt that said they were voluntarily moving out and I was paying them X dollars. As soon as they were gone, we rekeyed the lock and secured the sliding windows with blocks of wood. What is the best case of you just picked a fight with the wrong person that you've witnessed? In 1966, my parents moved us to a new, much larger home. It was a nice, quiet neighborhood with one exception, a bully who unfortunately lived right across the street. As is typical of bullies, he terrorized the small and weak. One day, he decided to pick on me. I hit him with a left and right jab. A few minutes later, the bully's mom showed up to complain to my father, who was in the yard gardening. Your daughter beat up my son, she announced. That's hardly ladylike. Now, everyone knew her kid was a bully. My father, suppressing a laugh, goes up to the house and demands that I come outside. He asks, did you beat up Billy? Yup, I replied. Good, my dad replied and smiled at me. At this point, my father stood up and says calmly, a gentleman does not put his hands on a lady. In particular, if anyone is stupid enough to tangle with my daughter, they get what they deserve. The bully's mom stomped home. I was never challenged again by anyone. Did you ever accidentally overhear a conversation about you from your coworkers? I was working in a record store that had booths to listen to records before you bought them. I was in a booth setting it up for someone to listen when the boss slash owner was outside the booth not knowing I was there. He started to complain that he did not like my hippie looks and did not trust me. The next day, 
day the manager quit, I do not know the reason, and the boss came to me the next day and wanted me to take over as the store manager. I told him I would think about it. After work, I called the ex-manager and asked why he quit. He said he was sick of the two-faced liar that was the boss, and he got a job with a new company called The Warehouse, an up-and-coming big-chain record company. He asked me if I wanted to be the assistant manager, which paid a lot more than I was making. The next day, I called the boss slash owner and told him that I did not want the manager job, and by the way, I quit. He tried to talk me into staying when I said, then why did you say, and repeated everything he had said about me. I started at the new record store the next day. What's the most hurtful thing your mother or father has ever said to you? When I was 16, I attempted suicide. I tried to hang myself and the noose broke. I had rope burns on my neck the next day, and a friend's mother sent me to the emergency room where I told them what happened. I ended up doing a week of inpatient because that's all my insurance would cover. When my mom picked me up on the drive home, she said, I wish you'd succeeded. When we stopped for gas after she said that, I tried to run in front of a semi-truck and she pulled me out of the road just in time. The way she remembers it is that I was so depressed for who knows why and she saved my life by pulling me back. Not that I ran out in the first place because of what she said. Not only that, but we were only making the drive home from the hospital in the first place because of a lifetime at this point of horrible constant degradation and trauma inflicted by her. Needless to say, I moved out when I was 17, literally the day after my high school graduation, and I am no contact with her now. What's the fastest you've wiped a smirk off of someone's face? My first husband was extremely abusive and had been for years, but I just couldn't seem to find the help I needed to leave. One day he came home drunk with his friends, and because I knew he would become violent, I refused to let him in. Unfortunately, he kicked the front door down in two kicks, and before I could get to the phone, he was in the house and on me. After being released from the hospital, I was escorted by a battered woman's advocate and police officer, but I only had 15 minutes to grab what I could. While I was doing my grab-and-go, I could hear him tell the officer that it was all just a minor misunderstanding and how he was sorry, but sure, we could work through everything, blah, blah, blah. As I was walking out with a few possessions that I could grab and with the officer still standing next to him, I looked at him with a big smile and told him that he may want to get a new toothbrush because I had been cleaning the toilet with it for months. The fake smile was wiped right off his face, but the cop had a smirk. Before anyone asks, yes, I was cleaning the toilet with his toothbrush.